Welcome to the Surviving to Thriving podcast that helps women leaders in nonprofits get out of survival mode and thrive in both leadership and life. I'm your host, leadership development coach, Kathy Archer, and I help women leaders enjoy impactful leadership. I worry that too many leaders think that in order to do self-reflective practice, you need a pretty little journal and a nice pen and you need to start with Dear Diary. And here's my problem. That's not true. You certainly can if you want, if that works for you. And I do kind of something like that. I, I do free journaling every day, but that's not the only way to do self-reflective practice. If you are new to the self-reflective practice or not quite sure how to do it or trying to do it better, having a formula or a system is a really good way to help you start the process. And so today I'm going to talk to you about a couple of tools that you can use to do self-reflection in your day-to-day work as a leader of a nonprofit. And trust me, they're not too in-depth. You can make them take as long as you want or as short as you want. But I want to give you a couple tools to help you do that inner work that we talked about in, in last week's episode so that you can look at yourself, how you're leading, how you're showing up, the impact you're having, and then have the ability to grow your leadership. There are two kinds of self-reflection that I want to talk about. And the second one is one that you probably haven't really thought about. But the first one is quiet reflection, and the second one is real-time reflection. So the first tool is going to be more focused on the quiet reflection, and the second one, the real-time reflection. You can use both interchangeably, but they're just, they'll give you some insights into how to do this. So the first tool, if you've followed my work or if you've read my book, Mastering Confidence, you'll know all about this. It's the inner guidance cycle. And so there is a download to go with this. If you go to the show notes, you'll find the download that walks you through this overall tool, as well as the the four parts of the inner guidance cycle so that you can have more in-depth information on how to do this. The inner guidance cycle is basically uh, a system to help you access your inner wisdom. And as I said in last week's episode, that inner wisdom is that part that helps you go, oh, that's the thought I'm having. That's the belief. That's my value that's getting stepped on. Here's where I have an assumption. All of that inner knowledge is powerful, but you have to get access to it. And we, we live in constant stress mode. We don't. So the inner guidance cycle helps us slow down and get access to that. There are four basic parts of the inner guidance cycle and then a fifth one, which is basically repeat. So this is basically a circle or a loop that we can go through on a regular basis. And I encourage you to do this often. And if you write it down, it's helpful too. And some of the the guides that, that I have for you in this episode, like say in the show notes, will give you tools to work through this. So make sure you go to the show notes, the show notes and grab those. The first step is pause then ponder, then pivot, and finally proceed. And like I say, and then it's back to repeat. So pause, ponder, pivot, proceed. When you are stressed, you're shutting your brain down. Pausing helps us to slow down and tune in. It, if we slow down with a pause, take a deep breath, takes us out of stress mode, activates that parasympathetic nervous system, which calms our body down, tells us we're safe, it's okay, opens up access to all of those other parts of our body that had been closed down during stress mode. So pause is important. Pause can be stopping 
you know, like shutting your door, taking a minute. It can be taking a deep breath. It can be going for a walk. It can be pulling out a piece of paper to do some some self-reflective practice. But pause. We have to stop what we're doing. If we are just go, 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 sending emails, responding to texts, running to that next meeting, answering that phone call, running down the hall and having that conversation, we're not going to be able to think straight. We have to pause. The second step is to then ponder, which is to start to tune in and think and gain access to what's going on. And so what you're gaining access to is your thoughts. I think this is going to fall apart. I am worried that this is going to make a big mess. Those are your feelings, thoughts, feelings. So I think this is going to fall apart. I'm worried. That's a feeling. I'm anxious. I'm nervous. I'm overwhelmed. I'm annoyed that this person isn't helping. Thought, feeling, and then body sensations. Our bodies speak just amazingly to us if we would tune into them. But most of us are so caught up in our day and so busy tuning out what's going in our body that we're not listening to that. But if you tune in, you'll have more access to your wisdom, your intuition, to some of those things that are going on. So I was talking with a client the other day, and, you know, she was talking about a conversation that her coworker had had with their boss. And it basically kind of, you know, threw her under the bus. And I asked if she felt like she wasn't respected. And she said, no that wasn't it. It was more that she felt sort of shut down. And so for her, it just sort of caused her to pull into herself and feel that unworthiness. And so when she tuned into her body, physical sensations, she realized she was shutting down, pulling in, protecting. Now, if she had felt instead that there was a lack of respect, it actually might have changed those sensations in her body and caused her to be angry and heat up and feel like she wanted to push back or defend herself. And so tuning into those body sensations helped her understand the thoughts and feelings that were associated with that. When we tune in here, we're looking at what are my values? Where are my values not being honored? What's the value of the other person that maybe that's why they're struggling with this? When you're tuning in here, you're noticing everything that's going on. Remember in last week's episode, I talked about dumping everything out on the table so you can see it all. That's what we're doing here in this ponder stage. We're dumping it all out on the table and going, ah, this is what's really happening in my inner world. And that's when we get to the third step of the inner guidance cycle, which is pivot. And in pivot, we're able to go, okay, this is the direction I've been going. Is it working for me? Is it working for my relationship here? Is it working for the organization? Maybe not. So what's a new perspective? What's a new way of seeing this challenge? What direction do I want to be going? And it allows you to consciously pivot or turn or change the way you're interacting what you're doing. Remember, we talked about your inner world feeds your outer world, your your actions, behaviors, the, the way you're interacting with other people. So by pivoting, your, you are now being able to be more conscious about what's going on. And then you get to proceed. And proceed is that step where often requires an incredible amount of courage, some vulnerability, because maybe what's happened is when you've paused, tuned in, thoughts, feelings, body sensations, all of that other stuff, you're able to go, oh, I think I need to go apologize to somebody. I think I said something that was maybe inappropriate. 
then you got to go have that conversation. That's where that vulnerability comes in. Or perhaps you've realized somebody else isn't pulling their weight and you need to go address that. Again, that requires that level of courage. So if you go over to the show notes, there's tons more resources around the inner guidance cycle. But I want you to know that it's a tool you can use. You can like one sheet of paper this where you just sit down and go, what are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What are my body sensations? What are the values that are showing up here? What are my strengths? What are my uh, areas that I'm working on? Who can help me here? All of those questions allow you to access that, that ponder stage. And then you get to move forward. So when you use the inner guidance cycle to its fullest, you're reconnecting with your values, you're aligning with that type of leader you want to be, and you're making more of the decisive decisive decisions, you are going to be seen as a stronger leader, more in control leader, more competent leader, more confident leader, and a leader who's composed because you're accessing and managing that inner world. So the first tool is the inner guidance cycle. And again, you can use the inner guidance cycle sort of when you are doing that reflection that is more quiet reflection. You've, you know, shut the door for a few minutes and you're making some notes or you're doing it in the morning before you go to work or at the end of the day. It's a quieter reflection. Now you can also do that in the moment. And you can go, what are my thoughts? What are my feelings? What are my body sensations? You can like take a deep breath, tune in in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of a hard meeting, as you are getting ready to walk into the room to, you know, address this group, whatever it is. In the moment, you can use the inner guidance cycle. What I want you to do is practice it so that you get better at using it when you're outside of the heat of the moment. The second tool is what I call the three question query. And again, this is one that you can use more quickly in the moment. What you're doing is you're asking yourself three questions. Who am I being right now? meaning that the character traits you're exuding, the ability to control your emotions, the impact you're having on others. What type of leader am I being right now? Is that aligned with the type of leader or the person I want to be? And so it's this moment to do this real quick self-check. Okay, you know, who am I being? Is it who I want to be? If the answer is yes, then keep on trekking. But for many of us, the answer is no. And when the answer is no, we can say, how can I be that person now in this moment? What action can I take that's going to help me to be that person now? And if you can't take that action right now, it at least gives you access to how you want to be in the future. So for me, one of the things that I've struggled with over the years is I kind of like to engage in gossip sometimes. You know, if somebody's talking about something, my ears perk up and I'm like, huh, what's that? What's over there? And I don't want to be seen as a gossip. And so what I will sort of do sometimes is when I start to feel that that's happening and I go, oh, check in time, Kathy, I can say, who am I right now when I choose to engage in this gossip? And the answer is, I'm a gossip. And the second question is, what do I want to be? Well, I want to be a leader who leads with integrity. I want to be seen as someone who's respectful. Then I come to that third question, what do I need to do right now to be that type of person? And the answer is walk away from that conversation. If I am in the moment of asking that question about, oh, tell me more, what's happening? Who said what? What did she do? Then I'm a gossip and I don't want to be a gossip. I want to be a leader who leads with integrity, who respects others. And so I have to quickly go, if I want to be that person, what do I need to do right now to be that person? And the answer is walk away from that conversation. 
Maybe another time I'm having a conversation where I'm holding somebody accountable to, for their actions and addressing maybe a mistake they made or an issue that arose or how they're interacting with clients or their team. And it's not going so well. And so I might sort of just quickly tune in and say, who am I right now as I'm engaged with this person? And the answer might be, I'm abrupt, or I'm cold, or I'm rigid, or I am uncaring, or I am being really direct. Is that who I want to be? Well, actually, I want to be the type of leader who allows people to make mistakes and to help them learn from it. I want to be the type of leader where even though things happen, that people are still having the freedom to admit their mistakes, failures, that they're able to learn and grow from it. I want to be a leader who coaches people, not a leader who corrects people. Okay, so if I want to be a leader who coaches people, what do I need to do right now? in this moment to be that kind of person. So remember this, when you learn to do this, you do it really quickly in your head. Who am I being right now? Is it the person I want to be? No. What do I need to do to align with that person? How can I be that person right now? If I want to be a coaching leader in this moment, I need to stop telling them what to do because that's correction. And I need to start asking them questions. Good coaches ask questions and they help people find their way to their potential. So if I'm going to be a coaching leader rather than a correcting leader, I need to say, what did you learn here? What What's the lesson? What's the new awareness, new insight you have? What are you going to do with that information going forward? How's that going to help you grow? What skills do you need to learn? Where are you going to access those? Who can help you with this? What information can you rely on? Those questions are going to help that person grow. If I just give them heck and tell them what to do, that's not going to help them grow and develop. For me, in the moment when things are going icky, I can quickly tune into these three questions. Who am I being right now? Is that aligned with the person I want to be? And if the answer is no, I can ask myself, how can I be that person right now? And then take that action. So those are two self-reflective tools that you can use. The inner guidance cycle and then this this three-question query. One is really going to help you when you slow down and do that more quiet reflection. The other is going to help you in the real-time reflection. And again, they're interchangeable. You can use them in both. But just to help you start learning them, these are two tools that are really going to help you move forward so that you can be that leader that leads with integrity. So you can be that strong leader who maintains your composure, leads with that uh, energy and motivation and enthusiasm for your team. Someone who's able to stay focused and and take your team to the future so that you, my dear, can lead in that way that is thriving and take your team to that thriving place rather than surviving. Because I know you want to be thriving in both your leadership and your life. Go make the rest of your day awesome, my dear. P.S. Don't forget to come back next week because next week we are going to talk about how to easily fit self-reflection into your busy day. If you found today's episode helpful, then you are going to love the training library. Many women leaders in nonprofits wish that they had a coach or a mentor to help them, but they don't believe that they or their organization can afford it. Oh, but you can. Inside of the Training Library membership site, you will not only get access to affordable and easily accessible ongoing personal and professional development training, you will also have access to a leadership coach at your fingertips. 
That way, when you hit those inevitable challenges that leadership will bring your way, you'll have both the resources and the support to navigate your way through them with confidence, composure, and while keeping your integrity intact. To find out more, head to kathyarcher.com slash library. If you are enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me a comment or a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Go make the rest of your day awesome.